What's going on, guys? Welcome back to From the 50. We are here for the 2021-22 season. My name's TJ Weber. If you don't know me, St. Louis, Missouri native. I know the NFL took the Rams away. I don't know what it is. I love the product. I've always been an NFL guy, always will be an NFL guy. So you might see me wearing this hat and be like, why is the St. Louis guy hosting this fucking awesome football show? I don't know what to tell you. Love the NFL. Sucks they left the city. Leave it there. Anyway, guys, thanks for watching today. We appreciate it. All the returning people, we're fucking back, baby. Our first full season as the From the 50 brand. If you don't know us, we started this thing three years ago as part of my other podcast, which is called Brews on the Balcony. But we decided to start From the 50 to become its own brand, its own football thing. That's what we talked about doing. That's what we ended up doing. So here we are for year number four, I believe. But this is our first year. We're taking it super, super seriously. You got me. You got Nick Yale. You got Zach Zook. You got guys that, uh, I mean, Nick Tolley, Big Web, guys that are all over the place with football. We're passionate. We're hungry. We're ready to fucking create content for you guys. And if you're new to us, here's the reason you should listen to us. Here's the reason that you ask, you know, what makes you guys different? What makes you different from the other Joe Schmoes doing the same thing? We want to interact with the audience. You know, a lot of people want you to listen to their podcast or watch their show because they think that they're the smart ones. They think they know more about football than you do. I'll tell you right now, we don't. We know a lot, and we're passionate, but we want the audience to be as just a big a part of this thing as we are. We want you to talk shit. We want you to give us your locks. We want you to get involved and bust balls with us. It's part of the thing. So I think we could be one of the first shows to really engage with the audience. If you're at a tailgate, call in. If you're at just on your couch watching live on Facebook, call in. By the way, we'll be here live every Sunday during the season, 10.30 to 11.30 a.m. Central on Facebook Live. Search us from the 50, or you can go on our website, fromthe50.com. But that's what makes us different. I want this to grow and to be the best football show that you want to watch before the kickoff every single Sunday because... We know who we are. We're fans. We're not experts. I, I was. I went to broadcasting school. I'm a broadcaster, but I love doing this shit. It's. I'm a fan. I want to interact with other fans. It's not like I'm going to sit there and and not look at comments. And I, I want you guys to call in. We got it. We got a number nine zero four nine nine zero FT fifty nine zero four nine nine zero FT fifty. You can leave a voicemail. You can leave a text. You can do whatever the hell you want. That's the whole point of this thing. We want to be the football fans morning show. That's what our tagline is. We want to be that back and forth morning show type of feel with the football fans out there. You guys are a part of this as just as much as we are. As I said before, let's make this great. Let's make this great. Let's get you guys involved and let's have a fun time. So what's going to happen a little bit different if you've been here before. We have our live Sunday show. We're going to be here 1030 to 1130 a.m. Central every Sunday live other than that, during the week, we're going to have recorded segments. So usually during the week, in the past, we talked about doing a Monday show, a fantasy show on Tuesdays, a midweek show on Thursdays, kind of all over the place. This time, we're taking a little different. So I'm going to be hosting the majority of everything with stuff going on with everybody's lives and schedules and everything else. So on Mondays, I'll plan on putting something out every morning, talk about Sunday's games, talk about Monday Night Football coming up. Tuesday's all fantasy. We're going fantasy full out. We're talking about waiver wire pickups. I'm not going to be that guy that said, oh, guess how my fantasy team did. Fuck it. You don't care, and and you shouldn't care because you got your own teams to worry about. So let's talk about waiver wire pickups. Let's talk about who went off crazy last week, and let's get into it. That's what I want to do. I want to be able to talk about this stuff and have fun. 
and this is going to be a longer winded, longer winded, long, longer podcast than normal. The plan is to make these 10 to 15 minutes and out, but do multiple uh, episodes during out during the week. So that gives you a chance to get a lot of football content to kind of get to know us a little bit, get to know me a little bit and just really settle in with us the whole season. Get involved, as I said, with that number earlier. Uh, text us, call us, voicemail. Get in touch on FromThe50.com. You can join, comment on all our blogs. We would love to have you involved. And, of course, the Sunday kickoff show. People giving us picks, giving us shit, watching the punishments. So what we do is give each other shit on the show. It's part of the gig. But also, the main point is if you're last on the panel... Then you got to get a punishment. Last year, we ate uh, really shitty jelly beans. Like, you know, the bean boozled. Like, we had to eat uh, a green one that said lime or booger. And you don't know what you're getting until you eat it. Uh, what did I get last year? Dog food or chocolate pudding. That was fucking awful. Bar for peach. I mean, this is what we went through. But we're stepping it up a notch. We're doing more, better punishments this year. And, and we want your guys' feedback on that, too. We want it all, man. So this is the Football Fans Football Show. Football fans, football shows. Say that five times fast. We want to be different. We want to get you guys engaged and involved, and that's what we're going to do this year. So, again, From the 50 is back. Go follow us at From the 50 Show on all social media. We're on TikTok now. We're big deals on TikTok. Not really. We have 30 followers, so go follow us on TikTok. Uh, We're on YouTube if you're watching us here. Thank you. If you're on Facebook, welcome back. Spread the word, baby. We're ready to go. Big season coming up. 2021-2022 season, and we're starting off today with my top 32. We're putting our third, my top 32, my power rankings out today to let you guys know what I think's going on. And again, I'm a good fan. I'm a casual fan. I'm not going to be Mr. ESPN breaking down, oh, well, in week three in 2017, he did this against the wind. Uh, it's fine. It's somebody else's job to do that. I'm going to tell you what I think as a casual football fan today, top 32, my power rankings. Here we go. Number 32. Can you guess? I think we can all guess. The Houston Texans. Texans coming to 32. No surprise. You had the Sean Watson situation going on. J.J. Watt's gone. Got a lot of stuff going on in that franchise. They're a dumpster fire. Not much else to say. Defense is going to be bad. Offense is going to be bad. Brutal team. Brutal season. Number one pick. How you doing? Houston, number 32. This one hurts. Lions, 31. If anybody knows me, I'm a Lions guy. You trade Stafford. You get Jared Goff. That right there should tell you your season isn't going to go well. Golf leading the way. Uh, here's your top receivers, Tyrell Williams and Brashad Perriman. So, I, not really going to be a great season. Not really going to be a good one. But I do think that the Lions are going to be one of those teams that covers a lot of games. I do think that Goff is going to play angry. You go from Los Angeles in a great situation, brand new stadium, fucking Stan Kroenke asshole, sets you up nice, and then he sends you packing over to Detroit, where you didn't want to go. So I think he's pissed off enough he's going to perform. Lions are going to get a lot of points and a lot of games this season, be underestimated early. They're still going to suck. They're going to win four games or something, but they're going to cover a ton. And you watch. At the end of the year, that against the spread record, you see where it's at and tell me if it's not winning or losing. I think they're going to cover a lot of games this season, so watch out for that. But as far as non-betting stuff, yeah, they're going to, they're going to suck ass. Uh, Jets at 30. Zach Wilson looks great in preseason. Again, preseason. How many guys have you heard on radio and TV say, oh, this guy's a stud in preseason. He's, a, he's an ex-Hall of Famer. It's fucking preseason. Playing against backups. Like, nobody good is playing. Okay? So that's what we're going to look at. But again, he does look comfortable. He's been making good throws. But it's the Jets, man. 
it's the Jets. That's the problem. You got to remember that. Corey Davis, decent receiver for him. You got some weapons on defense to help out, but it's the Jets. That's why we're putting them at 30. It's the fucking Jets. Jaguars at 29. Trevor Lawrence starter, no surprise. James Robinson will get even more carries with uh, ETN now out for the season. Trevor Lawrence's uh, buddy at Clemson out for the year after he gets hurt in preseason. Marvin Jones, though, now with the Jaguars. He'll join DJ Chark and Chenault. So eh, we'll see what Trevor can do. I think he's still going to be a bust. Jaguars, again, as we said with the Jets, they're at 30 for a reason. Jaguars are the Jaguars, so they're at 29. But we'll see if they can surprise us. Giants coming at 28. You get Galladay in the offseason. Pretty good addition. You get Saquon back. But again, Saquon gets hurt, it seems like, every single year. So what do you buy into that? And you're relying on Daniel Jones. The guy looks like, you know, a top five quarterback at times. Then he looks like a a bag of shit the next couple weeks. So what's going to happen? What quarterback are you going to get? But the fact that you have to rely on Daniel Jones, don't love it. So Giants come in at 28. 27, the Falcons. No Julio. He's gone. That's weird to think about. Matt Ryan getting old as shit. They get Kyle Pitts in the draft, added with Ridley. So you still got some interesting pieces there. I believe Mike Davis, the the running back in Atlanta. Defense is just not good. Just fucking terrible. So, in my opinion, just like the Lions, I think the Falcons are going to be a great over team. Bet a lot of Atlanta overs. When they get down early, they're going to come back and score a lot of points, pass the ball a lot. Um, And they might cover some games late. Some late covers. So watch for them in gambling space. As far as an actual football team, they can take a walk. They're going to suck. Broncos at 26. Teddy Bridgewater named starter over Drew Locke. I don't know. I mean, I guess I understand it's the veteran presence. He did better with Carolina last year than a lot of people expected, I think. But, you know, what does Teddy give you that Drew didn't? I don't really know. That's that's the question that's going to be figured out. But they have a fucking ton of weapons. Cortland Sutton comes back. He got injured week two last year. He was out all year. Jerry Judy going to his second season. Can he have a breakout year? Noah Fant had a good year at tight end early. So they have, they have weapons. Can Teddy bring them to a few wins? They said, again, I saw this the other day, Vic Fangio is 0-7 in September. Broncos haven't won with him in September. It's pretty fucking wild. So watch that. Defense got Kyle Fuller. They're still doing okay. Getting a little older, but they're still good. So I, Denver's such a weird team every year. But, I mean, I'd stay away from them as much as I can with betting, with pretty much everything. Um, but we'll see. They'll be They'll be unique. They'll be an interesting team to watch. We'll see if Bridgewater gives them a better chance to win than Drew Locke. I don't know. Eagles at 25. Probably should have put them below the Falcons. I don't know why I put them there, but I stuck with it. Jalen Hurts, the guy now. I, you know, With Carson gone, Jalen's got to take over, and there's a lot of pressure on him because if he doesn't do it this year, they're probably going to go after their next franchise quarterback, draft a new guy, and that'll be it for Jalen Hurts. Imagine it being your hot seat year in year two. That's got to suck ass, but it's the way it is. He either performs or, again, they got Gardner Minshew, the mustache maniac, as I like to call him, coming in there. Might put some pressure on old Jalen Hurts. But I don't see the Eagles doing much. Their defense isn't great. Offense has struggled. Their offensive line is awful. You saw Wentz running for his life last year before he was done. So, I don't know. Eagles are interesting. They're going to – I don't like them either, though. Bengals are, are another team. They're, they come in at 24. 
You got Joey B back. Burrow's back from the ACL. Um, you got a lot of weapons on offense. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, good. good. Uh, I almost said freshman year. I guess it kind of counts as that. Rookie season. Joe Mixon. But you got a subpar offensive line, subpar defense, and you got your number one draft choice, your first-round draft choice, and Jamar Chase now dropping the football, some off-the-field issues, figuring all that out. So we don't know what's going to happen there, but not a good situation in Cincinnati. Problem is, Burrow is coming off an ACL injury, and he got an awful offensive line. You got to build around the guy. They gave him weapons, but they could have got Panay Sewell in the first round. Instead, they go receiver and get Jamar Chase, his boy from LSU. Will it work out? I don't know. I'm interested to see it. I love Joe Burrow. I like his style. I think he could be a good quarterback. Might be the wrong franchise. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, they give him some protection. Raiders at 23. Again, a team that you think should be better every year with John Gruden, and they just aren't. You know, they got Darren Waller, who's moved into top three tight ends in the league. He's a stud. That was a good move by them. Henry Ruggs going to his second year. Can he break out? Renfro coming back again. Uh, they got um, Kenyon Drake from the Cardinals at running back with Josh Jacobs. The offense isn't bad, but you got Derek Carr behind center. You got Derek Carr behind center. That's the problem. So I don't know what's going to happen with them. But Derek Carr's not going to win them fucking anything, really. So I don't know. I put them at 23. Not a big fan of Derek Carr. That's the main reason. And again, you talk about, okay, TJ, but if you put a top five quarterback you know, behind center, are the Raiders Super Bowl contenders? Well, sure. But I put about it this way. If you put Aaron Rodgers on any team right now, maybe besides the Texans and the Lions, are they Super Bowl contenders? Probably. So I don't think that's a good argument. But uh, I'll put the Raiders at 23. We'll see if Carr can figure it out. Washington football team. Fitz Magic, baby. He's coming back. He's got the little fro going on. I don't know if you saw it. He had a uh, interview with Pardon My Take the other other day, Barstool Podcast. He's got like a fro and like a long beard. Gotta love that guy. You know, he could be interesting. Washington's got a great defense. Chase Young's a stud already going into his second year. Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson looking to take over in that backfield. Uh, watch out for Washington. I don't, I don't hate that. Dallas is their only competition, really, in the NFC East, I think. Yeah, watch out for them. I kind of like WFT there. Bears at 21. And the only reason I'm putting Washington at 22 is because I just I can't move them forward because they're just so, like, they can take off, but they're, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's that team that you look at Washington, like, oh, they suck. But then they kind of have glimmers of hope. I don't know. But anyway, that's why I'm putting them at 22. It doesn't make sense to move them higher right now. Bears need to start fields week one. There's my hot take. There you go. I'm Colin Cowherd. I'm pounding on the desk. I'm saying you got to start the guy right now. Nah, I think he's he'll he'll wait till week two. I think Dalton's his mistake. Veteran guy. They're gonna throw him out there. Nagy wants to keep his job. They got Justin Fields. He'll be fine for a couple more years. I would expect Fields to be in there by week two, unless Dalton goes undefeated and just has a QBR above 120. I just don't see it happening. So. Expect Fields to be quarterback by week two. But Bears at 21. Panthers at 20. Sam Darnold coming home. Coming home? That didn't make any sense. It's a good move, though. It's a good move for them. They needed a quarterback. They got Darnold. Don't really like the guy that much, but he's an upgrade from Bridgewater, I think. McCaffrey coming back healthy. You got some good receiving core weapons there. Defense is I. If McCaffrey can stay healthy... You know, and Darnold can be the guy. I think they could surprise some people. I think their over-under on wins is like eight and a half. I would probably take that over. You know, I think they're they're going to be sneaky this year and get nine wins. But I don't know. You know, it's all about Darnold. Darnold's got to perform right away. 
So, you know, you think about it, this has also been talked about. They passed on Justin Fields and Mac Jones at eight to take um, uh, J.C. Horn at the defensive back. So they take Horn, pass on those two quarterbacks, which, again, those two look the best in the preseason so far. Again, it's preseason. They look good. Mac Jones and, and Justin Fields. So could be a big mistake if they miss out on both those guys. Uh, but we'll see. Sam Darnold, the guy in Carolina. We'll see what happens. I like it. Don't love it. We'll find out. Vikings at 19. Again, uh, the most intriguing thing is Justin Jefferson. When they got rid of Stephon Diggs, you put a lot of pressure on Adam Thielen. And, you know, you're trying to figure out if Jefferson could fill that spot. He's done more than that. I mean, he might be better than Diggs eventually. Diggs is great. I mean, he's awesome in Buffalo right now. But Justin Jefferson, not only filling those shoes already, but could make another step. But it's a year two. Is it a sophomore slump? Could that happen? I don't know. But there's a lot of people putting a lot of pressure on Jefferson to make the Vikings good. And it's Kirk Cousins, man. I mean, anytime you have Kirk Cousins as your quarterback, you can't you can't expect to win much. So we'll see what happens. Vikings could be great. They got Patrick Peterson on defense now, too. That's intriguing to me. But they're at 19. Middle of the pack. A little bit on the opposite side, but middle of the pack for me. 18 is the Dolphins. It's all about Tua, and that's it for me. You got Gaskin in the backfield. Expected to have a big year. Gasecki should have a good year at tight end. Devontae Parker. You had Jalen Waddell at receiver. You know, you got a lot of opportunities. Got a lot of opportunities. You got a good defense, but you got Tua. And they're building towards the future. And already there were rumors about them trying to trade him to the Texans to get Watson. Who knows what the fuck's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. Nobody knows. But I think Tua, it's it's boomer bust this year. Same situation as it was for Jalen Hurts. Same for Tua. If the defense plays great and he sucks ass on offense, he gets benched. He doesn't do what they need to do. They don't make the playoffs, whatever. I think Tua is going to be sent packing already. Because it's called the NFL, not for long league if you perform like he might. That's my dad's joke. I don't I always laugh at that. It's such a dad thing to say, but it's funny. So I don't know. Maybe it's uh maybe you gotta keep that going. I feel like so old when I say that though. Oh, not for long league, the NFL. Shut the fuck up. Not dad I, my dad can say it. He's old enough to say it. I'm saying me, shut the fuck up. Let me get my own material. Don't take my dad's material. He's also in his fifties, he can say that stuff. No fun league. Gotta love it. Um but yeah, Tua bust or not i don't think he's great i don't think he's the guy we'll find out quick 17 i got the chargers justin herbert dude was on a fucking another level last year i'm excited to see what he can do i'm excited to see what he can do in year two because he set up eckler probably the second best receiving running back in the league behind mccaffrey you got him in the backfield you got keenan allen still you lose hunter henry who's already hurt though he went to new england because they spent a million dollar a million a billion dollars it feels like so we'll see um but i do like herbert i do like that defense i think they're set up to win we'll see if they stay healthy and the chargers are always a team too that they seem to give it up late they seem to have it clicking and then all of a sudden just everything just crashes and burns at the same time so we'll see is herbert the guy he looks like he's definitely the fucking guy sophomore slump's gonna happen to somebody could be him we'll see Patriots, the main thing is Cam or Mac Jones. Who's it going to be, Bill? Who's it going to be, Billy? Who do you think, Billy? I think Belichick wants Mac Jones, but I think the organization and a lot of people want Cam because Mac Jones is a rookie, not sure about him yet, uh, but a lot of people are comparing Mac Jones to Brady with the body type, 
and everything else like that. Seems like a lot of pressure on the guy already. I don't know if I trust that. Um, but that's the main story for me. And, you know, they spent a ton of money in free agency. As I said, they added Hunter Henry. They added, uh, oh, fuck. Who's the guy from Tennessee? The tight end from Tennessee they added. Homework, TJ, homework. I don't remember. Anyway, uh, they added a lot of weapons on offense, two tight ends. They also had uh, a lot on defense. So, But the main story to me is Cameron Mac Jones. Whoever they take, I think whoever starts week one, will start until they you know, go on a three-game losing streak. And then it might change. But I think whoever starts week one, if they do what Bill wants and they make it work, I think they could be a team to watch out for. And, and Bill's got something to prove. Now that Brady's won without him, Bill's got something to fucking prove. So we'll see what happens. Saints at 15. Drew Brees gone. You think they would drop off? I'm going to say no. I think Jameis might help them. The problem is he's just he's a, a walking interception. So now that they said Jameis is a starter, you got Taysom Hill back there who's going to be great in different sets, obviously, with his running ability. But can Jameis be the guy to lead him? I think he's going to be better than Breeze was at the end of the year because Drew was just getting old and the arm was getting tired. I'd miss that guy, though. I mean, it's you can't you can't say you hate watching Drew Breeze play, you know? Just so much fun. Um, and he was also one of those guys that just, like, was in the the main part of my childhood. Like, when I grew up watching football, like, it was Breeze, Manning, Brady. Obviously, only one of those three still left. But, uh, you know, it's crazy. It's just uh, it's, it's weird to see it come to an end. But we'll see if Jameis can, can carry the torch and maybe make them better. Kamara's going to be great there. Michael Thomas uh, should be another productive year for him. Their defense is, is very good. So we'll see. Saints have a chance to win. It's just it's all about Jameis. A lot of quarterback questions this year ton of quarterback questions uh 14 i got the seahawks so offense is set to be good again and not set to be good it's set to be great with russ dk metcalf tyler lockett you know you got a lot of pieces there defense is like weird they got jamal adams they got bobby wagner they got a lot of guys that can rush the football but defense just doesn't seem to click like it used to be when it was the legion of boom We'll see. Seahawks are always a team to watch. They got a good offense. They got a great quarterback. And Metcalf has become an absolute monster. So I like Seattle. We'll see. They're just, ah, I don't know what else to say. It's just kind of a wait and see. But you got to put them top 15. 13, I got the Browns. Make or break year for OBJ. That's it. I think Baker's kind of proven that he's going to keep going. He also needs to come off a great year and, and have a second awesome season to be able to push forward in that AFC North. It's it's wide open kind of for them. You got Pittsburgh, which we'll talk about in a minute, but I mean they're better than the Bengals. I guess the Ravens, fuck. That's a tough one. I don't know. I think they're number two. I think they're number two. I got the Ravens above uh them and the Steelers. And it's kind of funny how I have the Steelers higher than the Browns in the power rankings, but now that I think about it, what the fuck am I doing? Because I disagree with that. Anyway, OBJ is a make or break year for him. I think it's a big reason if Baker is going to make that next step or not. Um, Dick Chubb, again, just has proven he's one of the best backs in the league. Can he keep it going? Can Kareem Hunt help him out, be a nice one-two punch again? Can their defense come back uh, strong? And So it's the question is not really Baker. I think Baker is going to perform. I think it's guys like OBJ. Can he make a next step? I think the Browns are pretty set to win, though. I got him at 13. 12 is the Cowboys. All about Dak Prescott. Everything's about Dak Prescott. I've been watching uh, a lot of hard knocks, and the guy just keeps getting hurt. 
you obviously know what happened last year with his ankle. I mean, just it literally just snapped on the field. Just it was fucking awful. You just, you felt for him. You felt that pain when you saw him. Just like, fuck, I can't imagine. And then they suck. Obviously, Dalton finished out the year. Ben DiNucci, I think, had a couple starts at the end of the season. Uh, Dak, it's a new contract. Thank God Jerry Jones did the the right thing. I mean, that uh, just you know it would have sucked if Dak breaks his ankle and then they just like don't give him the contract like what a dick but they did so that doesn't matter but anyway if Dak stays healthy if he comes back gets his shoulder shit figured out gets his ankle figured out they're gonna be great Zeke I think they have a bounce back season they said he, he lost a ton of weight he's got a lot more muscle he's gonna be a lot better a better runner and I think he's more motivated the offensive line's still good I think the biggest part of this offense is CeeDee Lamb if you saw some of the catches CeeDee Lamb made last year, holy shit. I mean, the guy is just above and beyond everybody else on that field, it feels like. I mean, they got Cooper, who's a good number one. He gets hurt a lot, though. But Lamb is a number two. He could become the number one. He's that talented, and they see that, too. So they're going to have certain plays for him. He just makes acrobatic catches. CeeDee Lamb might be, I'd say, oh, yeah, I'm going to say it. They're number one fantasy player this year. I think it's going to be CeeDee Lamb. So, if he can perform Cowboys with Dak and he'd be healthy, if Micah Parsons makes a big impact on defense, they'll be okay. Dallas will be okay. But Dak's got to be healthy. He's got to play. Steelers at 11. They're so weird. They just, they're so set to win. They got one of the best defenses, TJ Watt. Bud Dupree left. Um, but they just, they have so many people to rush the, the to rush on defense. They got weapons out the ass on offense. You know, you get Najee Harris from Alabama. They need him to be good to take pressure off Ben. Ben looks like the most unathletic, miserable motherfucker out there now because he's so old, but he's still doing it. He's still getting things done. Um, You know, Juju, Deontay, Johnson, uh, who am I missing? Claypool, Ebron. I mean, they got a lot of things happening. It's just, can they put it together? Is Ben too old to win a Super Bowl? That's why they're at 11. They're a talented team. I, that's why I put the Browns over them, too. You just can't trust Big Ben to stay healthy, and he just looks terrible sometimes. But then he looks like the old Ben. Like, back in the day, winning the Super Bowl gets the Seahawks' Ben. You know, it's just, it's just, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but Steelers are just such a question mark. Especially how they, they went, I think it was 11-0 to start last year, and then just absolutely tanked. Like, how, the, how does that happen? Like, that quick. So, we'll see. Steelers... Could be Super Bowl contenders, could be barely on the edge of missing the playoffs. I got the Cardinals at 10. In my opinion, probably one of the best off-seasons this year. You get J.J. Watt, which is awesome for their defense. You got A.J. Green. Again, another question. Like, Larry's gone, he retires. So you got D-Hop with A.J. Green. A good one, too. Green gets hurt all the time, though. Can he be what he used to be? James Conner now there with Chase Edmonds for a nice one-two punch in the backfield. Kyler coming off a monstrous year. So I like it. I like it a lot. The problem is we haven't seen the Cardinals take that step to become Super Bowl contenders. Same thing. They're inconsistent. But now that you got some more weapons for Kyler, now that you have J.J. Watt to kind of cornerstone that defense, who knows? Maybe they will be kind of that next tier. Maybe they can beat teams like the Rams and take over the NFC West. I don't know. We'll see. 49ers, speaking of NFC West. 49ers coming at nine for me. Defense is back and healthy, as far as I know, from what I've seen. They should be competitive again. Nick Bosa, an absolute animal, coming back off ACL tear. 
Uh, QB competition is the most intriguing thing here. You got Jimmy Garoppolo, Lance, uh, Trey Lance. I, you know, I think it helps regardless. I think this pushes Garoppolo to get better, to be kind of that leader in the playoffs they need, to or to, to be a leader, to get them to the, a good playoff scenario, to know he was one game away from beating the, the Chiefs, who they were in control that whole game. Then fourth quarter, Mahomes made his comeback two years ago and won the Super Bowl. But they had a chance to win that game with Garoppolo. So they get Trey Lance. They trade up to three to get Trey Lance. Apparently, he's been looking good in preseason, too. Another fucking... It looks good in preseason. We don't know what's going to happen. But I do like what I've seen from Trey Lance. They do, too. I think it's going to push Jimmy to be good. And unless they go, like, again, on a three-game losing streak and he sucks and throws four interceptions in a game, I think uh, Jimmy's the guy. And I think they're going to put, like, Shanahan already said they're going to put Trey Lance in a game in some kind of formation at some point this year. But I think unless they completely tank, which I don't see happening because they got a, gun, a, lot, a million running backs, it feels like. They got Devo Samuel, got Brandon Ayuk, they got George Kittle for crying out loud. So many weapons on offense. If Jimmy can't get it done with them, then yeah, Trey Lance has the job. But I see Jimmy doing pretty well. Trey Lance will have to wait his turn. San Francisco is going to be a pretty good team this year. I got him at nine. Number eight, I got the Colts. Awesome defense. And they filled the one thing they needed, in my opinion. Carson Wentz. They got themselves a top quarterback. Who? What does he do? He breaks his was it his foot? He got foot surgery within the first couple weeks of training camp. It's coming back from that, and now he's on the COVID list. I saw today. So if Carson can get on the fucking field, I think the Colts will be great. I think they're they're one of my favorites to have um, to put on a futures bet for the Super Bowl just because of odds and just because of the weapons they got. So we'll see. I love the Colts, though. I really do. But it's all about Wentz. Wentz has to be on the field. Wentz has to be healthy. The funniest damn thing to me was when they talked about Wentz being out a long time and them trading for Foles. Can you imagine fucking Wentz? Poor guy. He sees Foles in his nightmares. Like, I know he won him a Super Bowl, but he got all the glory while Carson's on the sideline. Like, can you imagine then uh, Foles comes in, takes the Colts job for, like, the year, and he's doing so well that Carson's back in his backup? Like... Nick Foles is in Carson Wentz's nightmares. He hates this guy. So, anyway, Colts at 8. 7, I got the Ravens. Lamar Jackson should have another great year. He just, he, he's like a, a human cheat code. He just, you can't catch him in open space. He's, he's the most, I, I will say, the most athletic player in the NFL. I don't think you can disagree with that. It's a take. I, it's hot, I got spicy hot takes. I'm serious, though. This guy, you just, you can't catch him in open field. Sammy Watkins' addition is going to help them out a lot, going off with Marquise Brown and uh, Mark Andrews. So I'm curious to see how he works in the offense. I think he helps out a ton. The big storyline has been J.K. Dobbins, who just, I think it was an ACL tear. He's out for the season now, so running back. You got Gus Edwards. Uh, you know, I was talking to my brother about this, actually. Do they go get Todd Gurley? Do they get Le'Veon Bell? I don't know. But for now, you got Gus Edwards at running back. So that's also not great. He's good, but J.K. Dobbins and him were a nice one-two punch last year. We'll see if they try to replace him with somebody else. Gurley, I think, would work out well. We'll see what happens there. But again, good defense. Lamar's back, uh, ready to go. He's just he, he's just a, he's a, a, a really, really solid player. And he, you can tell in interviews and the way he conducts himself, he just wants to win what he wants to do so when you have a guy like that they're going to win a lot of football games they're going to use his speed to beat everybody else because he's faster than pretty much everyone in the league he's the fastest one at his position by far um 
and I'm just curious to see what he does. He, he is one of the most unique players in the game. You know, one of the most athletic players, the most athletic player, in my opinion, in the game. And I, I can't stop watching him. So we'll see. Does he have what it takes to win playoff games at Super Bowl? Not really yet, but we'll see. Rams, I got at six. Stafford, God, it hurts. God, that hurts me. Again, anybody that doesn't know, I'm a fucking Lions fan. I'm from St. Louis. The Rams left. NFL took them away. And now I got to see my favorite quarterback in the entire world. I knew he was leaving Detroit. I said, that's fine. Give him a chance to win at a good franchise. Oh, and they did, but to my most hated franchise of all time. They literally could have picked any other team. The other 30 besides Detroit and the Rams. The other, any other 30 teams. The Colts could have got them. They get Wentz instead. Miami could have gone out and got him. Fuck. Just hurts me to see him in, in the Rams fucking blue and, and gold or whatever. It's annoying, man. It sucks. I really wish I could I could root for him. I got to root against him now. But anyway, personal stuff aside, the Rams are going to be great. Stafford's going to be awesome. I think they might be one of the top contenders because of Stafford. We'll see if he is ready for the big moment. Unfortunately for him, with the Lions, he hasn't got a chance to really know what that moment is. So now he gets put in a situation where he's got Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, had Cam Akers. He's out for the season now. You got one of the top defenses in the NFL, Aaron Donald, to, to lead that pack. I mean, they're they're ready to succeed. Um, we'll see if he can if he can make it happen. We'll see if Goff was the reason that they didn't uh, win a Super Bowl. They made it to one. They didn't do shit in it. Patriots destroyed them on defense. But the Rams are set to, to do a lot of good things. Akers out for the year, but they got Daryl Henderson and newly acquired Sony Michelle in the backfield. So their offense is set, defense is set. Going to be a pretty fucking good football team. At number five, the Titans. This is, you can see my board back here, baby. Titans plus 2,500 to win the Super Bowl, currently on FanDuel. So you're welcome. Early, you're welcome. Go get those odds right now. Put $100 on it to win 2,500. Titans are a fantastic football team. They get Julio Jones. They got uh, Antonio, oh my God, A.J. Brown. I almost said Antonio Brown. They have Derrick Henry, presumably the greatest running back in the league because he's so different from everybody else. He's just Tractor Cito. He's a bulldozer. He's a beast. Tannehill has proven that he's one of the top quarterbacks. He's making this opportunity count. They add guys on defense. They get Bud Dupree from the Steelers. They get Janoris Jenkins from the Saints. The Titans are ready to fucking roll. The Titans are ready to roll. I'm telling you, plus 2,500 right now. Go check it out. I love that futures bet. Titans are going to be a great team. That's my bet. If you're going to get, if you want good odds and a team that you think can really win it, it's Colts are my number two. If Wentz stays healthy, Titans are my number one. That's what I'm going with. Number four is the Packers. Rodgers back. He's got something to prove. You know, we know his time's coming to an end in Green Bay. We knew that it's not a great relationship. The GM basically admitted that he went out and got Randall Cobb just to make sure Aaron's not pissed off at him. So, and there's a new defensive coordinator. Thank the good Lord. There's a new defensive coordinator. I'm talking to Zach Sook, our buddy here on From the 50. is a huge Packers fan and absolutely hated Mike Pettin. So, God bless you, Zook. They got a new uh, defensive coordinator. Hopefully it helps them out. But the Packers are back. As long as Aaron Rodgers is there and they got Devontae Adams, they're going to be fine. So, they're definitely number four. Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Big season, maybe Super Bowl year. We'll find out. Number three, you got the Bucks. Brady's back. Again. You can't deny it. The guy's back. And the guy, until he proves me wrong, which he's proven me wrong plenty, 
I'm going to believe that this guy is the best quarterback in the NFL still. Let me put this this way. Maybe not the best talent, but he has the best situation. He's got the best system. He's got the, the greatest mind. He, he knows how to fucking win and get it done. And he surrounded himself with great talent. Not only does everybody come back from last year, but they also get Giovanni Bernard, the old Bengals running back to basically be his James White type back that he had in, uh, in New England. So not only does he have all his receivers back, but he also has a safety net coming back in the form of Giovanni Bernard. So look out for the Bucs. They're going to be great again. Brady might win another ring. They're, they're, they're insanely good. Number two, I got the Bills. Josh Allen, big contract extension. Emmanuel Sanders comes in. He's the number two wide receiver now, taking pressure off Diggs a little bit. That team is loaded. 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 I mean, they're, they're so good. <laughs> they're so good. And the thing is, you got Zach Moss back there in the backfield. They got a split back. Um, oh, my God. Uh, Devin Singletary is the other one, the other running back. Um, I just think that, honestly, this team's ready to rock and roll. You know, it, it's one of those situations that it's it, it should be the Bills and the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. I mean, I'm giving you my number one away right now. If you've been paying attention, you know who's number one. But uh, the Bills are great. Josh Allen's great. As long as he can continue what he did last year, there's not a lot of teams that can stop them. And then you got number one, you got the Chiefs. How can you not? Patty Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Miko Hardman now as the number two wide receiver with Sammy Watkins going away. Can he step up big time? We'll see. I like him. He's got great speed. You got to take a little bit of pressure off Tyreek Hill, but you also got Kelsey there. Their offense is just unbelievable. Uh, beefed up the offensive line. You got uh, Orlando Brown, offensive tackle from the Ravens to beef some stuff up a little bit. So the offensive line's back. Uh, Mahomes hopefully won't be running for his life like he did in the Super Bowl against the Bucks, But we'll see. They're ready to win, though. Andy Reid, Mahomes. And I think once they, you know, won that first Super Bowl, lost the second one pretty handedly, I would say, from Tampa, I think they're, they're going to come back stronger. And you just have to put them in that spot. They're, they're far and away the best team. Um, not far and away. Bills are great. They have a chance to beat them, but the Chiefs, it's going to be hard to beat them in the playoffs. They're just extremely, extremely talented. So there you go. That was my NFL Power Rankings. Uh, again, let me know what you think. Uh, I would love to hear your feedback on it. Again, 904-990-FT50. 904-990-FT50 is the voicemail number, the text number. Let us know. Uh, what you think about my power rankings, and would love to hear your power rankings, who your Super Bowl favorites are, and who the fuck you're betting on. Who you're betting on. That's what we really care about. Who's your top bet this year? What team are you going to ride all the way to the end? That's what I want to hear. Because we're going to talk a lot of gambling on the show, a lot of gambling this season on Sundays and throughout the week. So we want to hear it all. Guys, thank you so much. Football is fucking back. We're almost there. We're so close to Thursday Night Football with the Bucks on Thursday Night Football. I believe it's September 9th. September 9th, and the 12th, obviously, uh, opening day, I like to call it. That's my opening day. Love baseball, but that's opening day for me. And you get to hear Scott Hansen say, seven hours, commercial-free football. There you go. I can't wait, man. I'm pumped up. Thank you guys for listening, for watching, whatever you may be consuming this content on. We got a lot more coming. More blogs, more videos, more funny shit, more big web reaction videos. But we want you guys involved. Let me know what you want to hear from us this season. This show is for the fans, and that's what we're going to do for you guys. Thank you so much. 
We'll see you soon.